0: On the north side of Chicago It's the coolest bar in town And if you go up there
1: You better just beware You're gonna find a bunch of clowns It's a mad, mad, crazy bar The whole damn place is just so bizarre Full of all the vice and sin And where do we even
2: Your Hello, everyone.
1: What do you mean, everyone? There's only a few of us here. Out it's me. Out there in the
2: world, in the, in the listening world. We have
1: Ukraine, Mike. We Hang have George. Easy, easy. I know we've got a. And, and uh, we have uh, rock and roll, Ruth. So what this do you mean, everyone? The big... There's like one, two, three, four.
2: Bruce. Five. There are people here in this bar, but we have listeners from all over. I'm, at, I'm greeting them.
1: Okay, hi to you too.
2: Hi, everybody. This is Pub Crawl, Liz.
1: And this is Bruce Elliott, the genius
2: Geriatric That's an important word That's an important word
1: Yeah, well
2: Um, Here we are Another show Another week Another episode of As the Ale House Turns
1: Another opening of uh, another show
2: Bruce is in a really good mood today for a couple of reasons Well, no I'll tell him why
1: No, I had a great nap
2: Yeah, (laughs) that's probably the most important reason Um, I'm feeling good today, too I'm a little tired You should be. So today, um, we did something that we've been talking about. Today, I finally got my first golf lesson. I rode my bike to you down in Hyde Park. Tell them
1: how far. That's a long ride.
2: It was. It was a round-trip ride of 25 miles. Whoa. So I decided that uh, July 1st was going to be the beginning of my brand-new training regimen. Uh, I wanted to take a cue that July 4th is around the corner, and celebrating Independence Day, I wanted to sort of have it be a celebration of my own independence of a lot of things that were going on in my life, and uh, I'm, I'm training now, so yesterday I went for a nice little run, and today I wanted to do the, the bike ride, the big bike ride, and my, combine it with my golf lesson. So there you have
1: it. Well, I I personally thought that you tr- you build up a little more than you can chew, but apparently you're here and you look okay. You're well tanned. Yeah. And um, I'm, uh, I am t- I tip my hat to you.
2: Well, so let's talk about this golf lesson. How did you feel about it?
1: Well, I... I you were
2: giving me a lot of shit before we even started. No, I'm not... Well... Yeah, because yeah, no. you were saying, I well, baby you were, steps.
1: Yeah, but you were awfully cocky. No, I thought that... I can tell within a very short time whether you have good hands or bad hands. If you have got bad hands, there's nothing I can do. But it turned out surprisingly that you have good hands, and um, so we had to design. And I mean, I use the old Hogan Power Golf uh, method of teaching, and um, so you you were reasonably coachable. You were you were a little you know you had a hard time understanding certain. Um, basic grip positions and stuff, but once you did, I was very impressed, I have to say.
2: Thank you. Um, I felt really good about my performance. Um, it was a really good lesson. I will also say I'm very impressed by you. You're a really good teacher.
1: I'm a fantastic teacher. And I, by the way, I, I, I could have had, easily had a career teaching golf. Because I was the only person that I'm aware of that went to uh, Paris and studied under Bajard to, to study ballet for two years, just so I could apply that to golf. Was this,
2: was this before or after Juilliard?
1: This was after
2: Juilliard. Oh, after you fucked up your voice. Yeah. Because of the children, right? Okay.
1: Where I saved the kids, the orphans. Right.
2: So you were, you were taking two years of ballet in Paris. S-
1: so I could apply it to golf. Oh. That's why I'm so graceful and so beautiful. You saw me do my pirouettes, oh. and you saw me do my one-legged shots and stuff. And that's um, all Yeah. Stuff okay. I,
2: so the other thing I will say is that you're really good.
1: You're, well, I, that surprised you, by the way.
2: Yeah. Like every single ball you hit was perfect.
1: Well, I wouldn't say every. I mean, to you, they probably. Well, like,
2: they the, were nice and high, and they went far. What else the hell else do you need?
1: Well, sometimes you want them to go where you're aiming. To.
2: Well, we're not doing that right now. You're all just.
1: Right. All right, let's not get too overwhelmed here because we have an exciting guest here.
2: I know, but we've got several things to talk about. We'll All get right. to the guest in a minute. Okay. We always do a little recap here. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it was a successful golf lesson. Oh,
1: what about last night?
2: You're really hyped up again today.
1: Well, no, I'm just trying I, to I, help.
2: I'm just saying that we okay, talked about a this. Okay, little
1: Miss Bossy. Little Miss Bossy, you just tell us what you <laughs> want to talk about. Okay.
2: We've been talking about this golf lesson for so long, you just want to, like, just buzz
1: through the whole thing. Believe me, this is an ongoing situation. Huh? Yeah. What, what more do you want? Okay, we'll talk about it.
2: You think. You were a really good teacher. I think I was a really good student.
1: And I, you, made, I, you made,
2: you made, you figured you were watching everything I was doing. You told me how to adjust. I adjusted as you told me to do. And it was all successful.
1: Well, I wouldn't say it's absolutely 100% successful, but far more successful than...
2: Am I, am I the best student you've ever had? Um... I would say um, that's still
1: an open question.
2: Bullshit. You told me earlier I was. I'm trying to encourage you. You you said, actually, he said that Boz Skaggs was, and then I said, am I the most, am I your best non-celebrity student ever? And you said yes.
1: Um, okay.
2: Just, you know, trying to make you tell the truth here.
1: Okay. Well, I'm trying to also be encouraging.
2: Yeah. You see, You did a great job. That's how you're encouraging.
1: Oh, I mean, you, you had you doubted in that.
2: I mean, there was doubts. That what?
1: I apply. I apply. Uh, let's see. I would say about sixty-five years of knowledge to teaching you how to hit a golf ball. I mean, I, I, that doesn't surprise me. That yeah, but not everyone.
2: To... You, not everyone is teachable.
1: No, they're not.
2: I think we just both did a really nice job today. Okay. And then we had a nice little lunch.
1: Kudos to us.
2: Kudos to us again.
1: Yeah. Once again, we, we succeeded in Again, We're amazing. Something. We're wonderful. <laughs> yeah. We're amazing, yes. I um, I'll agree to that.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that was a good time. And last night, we've spent a lot of time together this week. Last night, we had the pleasure and the privilege of heading down to the brand new swanky WGN radio studios. Very swanky. Um, and we were guests on Rick Hogan's uh, show, After Hours, with Rick Hogan. And uh, that was a lot of fun.
1: It was a great deal. Well, it's always fun uh, being on Rick's radio show. It's always
2: fun being with Rick. Rather, whether or not I'm hanging out with him at the studio or at a bar, he's just a good a good conversation guy.
1: Very good. And he really knows his Chicago. Oh stuff. Oh my
2: gosh, I love, I love it, I love it. Except, you know, I always give him a hard time that his, he doesn't drink uh, beer; he only drinks whiskey.
1: His column about leaving the Tribune was a classic. I that think. was
2: really good. Yeah. So it was sad to um, not go to to Tribune Tower. Well, I like,
1: I like, did like sitting on Michigan Avenue. Yeah, that was that cool. That was kind of cool.
2: Um, but their new studio space was pretty.
1: Well, the views, my God, the <laughs> they views got some are... of the best views in Chicago you could ask for.
2: Yeah, but all the facilities were just so. And by the
1: way, i, high I end. Had, They're so high end. I am decided not to sell my uh, Tribune stock.
2: Oh, okay.
1: I'm going to hang on to a little longer. <clears throat> great, great. It's, yeah.
2: So, um, so yeah, uh, Bruce and I were on the radio with Rick for about 45 minutes. It was a long time. Surprised he wanted to talk to us that long. Um, but again, we're you're, amazing, you're I guess I, mean, I know, like, I we're
1: know We're gold, we are gold
2: um, And I was really impressed by him That he actually listened to all seven episodes he,
1: And, <laughs> and he's, re, he's read all my books And he's almost halfway done with my book
2: yeah, The new one, right The new one um, So yeah, that was uh, I'm going to post the link to that interview In the uh, this episode's little info thing Box thing And
1: I'll put it on my blog
2: Yes. Um, so, look out for that. Speaking of blogs, we have a special guest tonight. Another guest.
1: Controversial guest. He
2: is controversial guest. I'm surprised he actually agreed to be here tonight not after me. No, after no, you no. guys and your little hissy he's, fit he, he, with he, one he, another.
1: He's not a little pussy boy like a certain other guest we had. A little pussy girl.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, so. I, I've been wanting this character uh, as our guest uh, as well, so I'm happy to welcome Ukraine Mike
1: oh, tonight. And I better Miranda. Be better. Yep. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Um, Mike, Ukraine Mike, you have the right to remain silent because anything you say may be used against you in a court of public opinion. Do, uh, do you agree?
0: I'm all good. Hello, everybody. Okay, he's all set. He's all
2: good, so yeah, all so good. No, no problems after the fact. Uh, welcome, Ukraine Mike.
0: Yeah, hey, I'm good. glad to be here.
2: How are you today?
0: Good, good. I'm looking forward to this. So.
2: I am too. This is going to be fun.
0: It's always fun.
1: It's always fun with the um, as the Alehouse turns crew.
2: So before we get to uh, learn a little bit about Ukraine Mike, who's a regular here at the Alehouse, um, let's get right into it. Let's get right into this blog incident Since it's fresh in everyone's mind And talk about your two perspectives On how Mike wrote a piece And you edited the shit out of it And you guys got into this thing And
1: broke records for hits
2: And now um, he's no longer a guest blogger right? It was
1: amicable, it was amicable. He, 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 His heart was broken he was in, <laughs> he was near tears when he came in. And said, you you fucked okay. with my my right ear, It's cold. Okay, my so right that, that, we're gonna. I'm time. gonna. I'm gonna
2: do a quick recap of the incident because um I'm it, just going to, and then I'm gonna let you guys discuss it amongst yourselves and all the people listening. Well, out Liz there.
0: was a witness to it. So was it wasn't <laughs> no teary eyed. It was. Oh God. It was
2: almost okay. Worse. So to recap, I mean, Mike, Bruce got a little teary eyed. Hyperventilating. Event. Ukraine, Mike guest, Used to guest blog on Saturdays, and um, this recently he sent me his blog, and I uploaded it. and Bruce wanted to review it before publishing, and Bruce edited about thir- a third of it.
1: Yeah, but there was a reason. Well, okay, was, let, it, it, let me it, just it, it,
2: recap you
0: two. We're, we're skipping some recap. Yeah,
2: no, but, no, 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 we're not. This is what, exactly what happened.
1: Well, he edited recap, it, and then we'll tell her what she's saying wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's,
2: that's. He edited a third of it. He um, changed the title to his blog, Um, and that was kind of it, and you didn't tell him, and you didn't tell him. That was a big deal.
1: That was the worst recap, maybe, in the history of recaps.
2: (laughs) All right, so, uh, fine. All right, let's
1: let's have Ukraine Mike recap,
0: and then I will give the definitive recap. Okay. Um, Let's just start at the beginning. Uh, About a year ago, Bruce needed to write another novel. He needed some time away from the blog. He started bringing out some guest bloggers. Me and PubCrawl Liz were the first two. And over that whole year, I was the most reliable guest blogger. I never missed the blog. As soon as this stuff started taking off post the Bourdain tragedy, uh, I sent in a normal blog and it got pushed out. It was never published. Three weeks went by. The other guest bloggers all got their guest blogs in
1: because they were and were none they?
0: of them and none of them were edited why, why
1: were they Why were they, well, they,
0: they they were relevant to Anthony yes. so, okay. so then Bruce said why don't you write one relevant to Anthony even though you never met him and he gave me an idea for one so I wrote this blog um, it was shorter than the other guest bloggers blogs to at the beginning but uh, then it got pushed back a day or two when it finally came out It was a third shorter. A lot of the stuff that I thought was the best parts of it were knocked out. The title, the the closing paragraph, a lot of the stuff that made it relevant for Anthony. So when it came out, um, I just told Bruce I didn't want him cutting my vlogs without telling me or at least putting the cuts in front of me so I could agree to them. He said that that would not... Be the case, he could always cut the blogs as he wanted. So I said, Maybe it's time for us to go the other way. And he said, That's a good idea. It's time for you to fly on your own. So I'm we, totally cool with We it. hugged. We hugged. Oh, no, I was never angry. I'm actually happy it ended so amicably. It wasn't a scandal. The scandal was just that the editing happened uh, without my knowledge. That was the only thing. But that's it, you know. I don't and, think this is and a big deal.
2: To say that. You really I think I saw I I was a witness You were very hurt I could see it Because you Take it very seriously Well I You know
0: I believe That uh, any writer um, Would feel this way You know Um uh, Bruce just came out with a great blog about uh, when the shoe's on the other foot what, the, the hypocrisy of what's happening with the whole Bourdain and uh, Aja Argento stuff and I would say the same thing to Bruce or any other author if you send in a piece that's no, in a, on a blog that you've been writing for a year and nobody's ever edited or, or even made the notion that they would edit it how would you feel if I had done that to you and I think most people would be upset no, you know I, I, J.D. Salinger stopped publishing because people would JD change J.D. Salinger was, comma, was a, was a or, colossal asshole and well, he's a great and,
1: writer. Come now, on, great writer. He he wrote some good short stories, and, and let's not overdo J.D. Sal. I, mean, I love Nick the guy. He's my deal. guy. Love him. Good. Now let me respond to what you just said. I will refute this. Just it'll be, it'll be brutal. And it'll be <laughs> to the point. When I started writing a blog, Roger Ebert, who is an, I think we can all agree a very good writer, an excellent writer, right? He was the one that suggested I write a blog. Okay. So he told my daughter, he says, I know your father's computer illiterate and, and and kind of crazy in a lot of aspects. So maybe you need to kind of guide him and I will help. So I I started writing a blog. Roger was unmerciful in criticizing me and criticizing telling me. Criticizing or editing. you know, your 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 problem is criticism. You can't take it.
0: I can take it. No, I you can't. Think, I no, don't like you messing can't with my work.
1: You cannot take criticism. You fold when you when you're criticized. Now, because I want to learn, I want to get better, what I did was I listened to Roger because Roger knew the fuck he was talking about. So he said some pretty mean shit. And but when I was when I did something good, he praised me. And I got better and better, and now I have the greatest blog in the whole fucking country. Uh, no, in North America, maybe the world. Um, so, so, this is because I have I have the ability to take crit- uh, um, uh Practical criticism. Constructive criticism. So this is a, a, a flaw of yours, and it's going to kill you in the end because you are unable to take criticism. Now, what I did, because we are breaking all kinds of records right now, unfortunately, uh, due mostly to, to Anthony Bourdain's very unfortunate death, um, we picked up um, tens and tens of thousands of new new people. I tried. I I want to have a, a a degree of excellence, so I felt I better take um, and I put my Putin because you were discussing Putin and Russia. I took my Putin um, drawing. I did for Pulverding, and I gave, gave the title so people would now keep continually going. So okay, I, I'm so okay with the info, but you could have left my title and just left my blog underneath it. Your title was shit, and my title was better.
0: <laughs> so. What would you your say? Origi-
2: hang on. What was your original title?
0: It was Bourdain, a, vo- a, a voice for good, lost to the ages, which What's a played, terrible title? which played off of Stanton's words when Lincoln died. Okay. I could see. I could see.
1: I could see everybody of just tuning out right there. So I put Putin's tutu <laughs> and Liz. We, did you read the blog? And by the way, we broke I did all. Not. We broke all. Records.
2: I did not read the original blog. I did not read the edited blog.
0: Anyway, so this is the difference between Liz and Kogan. You know, the, Kogan listens to everything, reads the, all the shit. The, the stew, <laughs> There's the, a bigger
2: difference between me and Kogan, let me tell you.
1: The, the stew was on the other foot, and I wore it fucking proudly, unlike some people. Hey,
0: it's your, like I said, it's
1: your blog. You do whatever you want with
0: it. Well, no, whine, whine, whine. I'm not whining. I wouldn't even talk You're whining this up. right now.
1: Whatever. It's all whining. But
2: there's, been, there's been issues with the blog in the past in terms of, like, he's been critical of you, Mike, with the blog, and you, again, take it seriously. So when he doesn't read the blog right away, or if I don't read, which I don't read all the blogs at all by any means, um, I barely read my own. I don't even remember what I write. Um, well, you, you get very hurt by it. Well... I
0: always I speak, I've like, heard, heard every blog. I, I, under, I, heard, I understand that the quality of my blogs made Bruce nervous, so he had to pick on mine more. Put disclaimers ahead of mine, and you know, I'm the only guest blogger that had disclaimer put up, even though your blog touched on the same issues in, in, in more flowery language. So you know, it's just it was just that was the headwind against uh, letting such a a writer onto the guest blogging. But, but spot, let's I
1: never never overlook the fact that I took him by the hand. <laughs> I said, Mike, I think that you've got great potential. I want you to appear on this amazing blog that I have created. I'm I'm very grateful for it. And now I think it's time for Mike to give um, the uh, promo to his his own personal blog because he has flown from the nest. I'm so proud of him. And he has his own blog. And I'm sure he's going to have tens and tens of thousands of, of, of followers. They're going to follow him over.
0: So,
2: what, yeah, right now i got blog? ten
0: flower followers. What's the name Let's of your blog, tens. Mike? Tens would be better. Let's see how it goes. Uh, my mom, my dad, my dog, they're listening to the – they're reading my blog. So hopefully we'll get some more people. Uh, the blog is uh, – the title is Reflections of a Libertine. Who book, gave you uh, the idea? For and Bruce, Bruce helped me with that and came up with it. And uh, it's uh, – Uh, https: colon slash slash libertinereflections.blogspot.com. Come check it out.
1: I think we need to go into just who Ukraine Mike is.
2: I agree. Ukraine Mike. Tell us about yourself.
1: Where'd you go to high school?
0: I went to high school up north at New Trier. It's one of the very
1: famous high schools. One Maybe. of the better
0: high schools in the country. At yes. the time, it was in the top three for the whole time I was there. No yeah. St.
2: Ignatius, I'll tell you that.
0: It's a oh, yeah. great school, great school. <laughs> I, I, I really...
1: Yeah, they didn't get molested by priests at uh, New Trier. Uh,
2: no. Neither did I. Uh-oh.
1: Yeah, because you're a girl.
2: Neither did my male friends. <laughs>
1: Bullshit.
2: We've developed very strong moral ethics.
1: Yeah, moral. More strong
2: moral compass. Yeah, the
1: Catholic Church Yeah, the Catholic Church is known for that. Yeah, they really are. Hard workers. They're very good at cover-ups, so. though.
2: All right, moving on. Mike, are you, where were you born? Where were you raised? I
0: was born in Chicago, raised up north in Wilmette. What uh, part
2: of Chicago were you born in?
0: Um, the Lincolnwood area. Oh.
2: So a suburb.
0: Almost, yeah.
2: Okay. I'd just like to get that clear. Well, and,
1: and by the way, let's get into his ethnicity. I think that's really, he's very exotic ethnicity.
0: Yeah, yeah, I got a little bit of everything. Uh, but the, the most dominant is Mediterranean roots, so it's Greek and Spanish. My father was born in Cuba. Uh, the Greek blood has Italian blood in it, so. And, I, and my grandfather exotic. had some Portuguese blood, so it's basically Greek. Spanish mainly, with some Portuguese and Italian.
2: A little European cocktail. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it looked a little Cuban and Mediterranean. My father was born in Cuba, but both of his parents were from Spain and Portugal, so. Unfortunately.
2: Portugal.
0: Spain and Portugal. Oh, I thought you said, unfortunately.
2: you still have ear problems no, right Are you still I, having wax in there? Well, yeah. I
0: forgot to take my fucking pill tonight. No, I never uh, uh, say anything's unfortunate. I'm very happy with who I am. Does the so. pill
2: affect your ears, your hearing?
0: No.
1: Well, what the fuck? No, it was wax that fucked my ears Yeah, ear I know. Ago.
2: Then how did you misinterpret Portugal unfortunate?
1: Hey, because I'm thinking of really, you know, I, my mind is working so
0: goddamn fast.
2: Focus. Jeez. Um, okay, so.
0: So, uh, so I grew up in Wilmette, uh, went to Colorado Boulder for college, and then after see, that. See,
1: these are all rich kids' school. He went to a rich kid high school, then he went to an ultra rich kid college. That's where all the rich kids from. On student North Shore. loans.
0: On student loans and grants, but yeah. 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 And. Uh, we were, I was from the other side of the tracks in Wilmette. You know, we were from uh, West Wilmette, so it's a little different over there.
1: Yeah, the median comes only three million a year.
0: That's, that's <laughs> not true, but uh, well, whatever. So then I studied literature <laughs> at Boulder, uh, graduated, did a little tour of the Pacific Northwest, went up to Alaska for a while, made some money, Contrable went over to Alaska.
1: What did you do in Alaska?
0: Oh, Alaska was great. It was uh, a real uh, life's.
2: Uh, How old were you when moment. you went there?
0: Well, I guess I was just out of college, so that would be 21. Okay. And uh, basically we found ourselves in Seattle with no money, me and my brother. So we heard that there was big money to be made in Alaska on the fishing boat, so we drove up there. It was an amazing drive. We drove up through British Columbia, uh, hopped on a ferry, went all the way up, stopped at Petersburg, Alaska. Uh, couldn't find any jobs on the salmon boats, but we got jobs at the cannery. So we were working 18 hours a day, seven days a week uh, for months on end. And uh, it was a real test of our physical uh, abilities. You know, people would fly up there and get the jobs we had and quit within a half a shift and fly back to the lower 48. So it was a time that I really grew up with self-confidence in terms of what my body and my mind could take. It was a, it was a hard routine.
1: Well, there's no question. There's no doubting your self-confidence because I'll tell you what. When I was 21, 22, the last place in the world I would have gotten an airplane was to go to Russia. Yeah, well, that, yeah. Well I, I, I that, went to that Rome took yeah. Okay, wait a minute,
2: wait a minute, wait Yeah, we're jumping so, Yeah, so little after, little how long did you spend in Alaska? Uh,
0: it was about, just under three months or so. Okay. The se- seasons ended, so there was nothing more for us to do, and they canceled the crab season, which we were going to stay out for, uh, so we ended up coming back down, and then um, I found a $99 ticket to Rome. I always loved Roman history, so I flew out to uh, Italy for, I thought would be a two-month backpacking tour. And that became a 20-year stay in, in Europe.
2: So you went from Rome, and how did you end up in Russia?
0: Well, that was the last dance, Russia. Uh, it started where I went from Rome and traveled up. We heard, I went with an old college buddy of mine, and we heard that another college friend had somehow found his way in Prague, and he was teaching English. So we added Prague to our our Eurail backpacking thing. We got there about two weeks into the trip, and once we got off the train at 6 in the morning, uh, in Prague in 1995 uh, it was a completely different country it looked different it felt different things were really cheap especially when you're coming out of Rome Florence Venice Vienna Uh, so we said this is let's stick around here and um, from that moment I didn't leave Prague city limits for over a year and uh, ended up staying and after I called my mom about a week before my ticket was about to go back and I said don't pick me up at the airport I'm not coming home she of course freaked out. My father said, "Let him go. When he runs out of money, he'll come back." <laughs> um, when I ran out of money, I got a job cooking at a restaurant for a buck fifty an hour, making about two hundred bucks a month. And but the life was so rich there, I was living the town of my life, even on that little money. So um, I ended up having a big falling out with my dad over it because he uh, he called me at the restaurant. It was before mobile phones, before email. Is this a
1: Cuban dad? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. you met him, yeah, Louis. Yeah. Um, so he called me once and. Uh, and he saw, he got me on the phone and he's like uh, I didn't pay for you to be a short order cook in Czechoslovakia <laughs> uh, you got to get back here right within the next week or two or, or we're done, you never get anything from me, never call me and I said well I'm having the time of my life, I'm not going to leave and then he said well then don't call me ever again so I didn't call him for over a year and I stayed out there and of course once that happened uh, I was kind of mentally willing to stay out there, see what would happen even more, more more driven to stay out. And from that, I ended up meeting, basically, when I make my 200 bucks a month, I would take 50, I I could eat at the restaurant every day, so that for free, so that was okay. But I needed the money for partying, for sometimes I'd get McDonald's once a week as and a, hookers a, and no there was you know, no, there, 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 was no a, yeah, there was no heard, there was no hookers there's no hookers in why do you like
2: immediately that. assume he's going to go get hookers because I know, my, I know no, my, he's no. a young good looking dude
0: no it was for the partying and, and you needed money for the party um, but you know I needed 50, I, I would always take 50 bucks out of my 200 and go to the casino and play black track and if I could rally that up to 100 or 200 bucks then I could eat a little bit better between paychecks and, uh, and you know Sometimes it's not that hard to double or triple your money So if you get on a good run So uh, I did that for a while And at the casino one night And I don't want to waste you with all the details Because this this podcast would stay only on this story But uh, I met a guy at the casino Who worked at an investment bank in Prague And uh, we kind of hit it off I was playing the table minimum He was playing the maximum He hit a a roulette number on a reshuffle And he walked out with like 2,000 bucks Which was a fortune back then for me uh, and then I bumped into him again at a bar I hung out in at a time where I was tired of working in the kitchen and uh, we became really good friends and from that he got my the door to the investment bank and from there they sent me to Kiev once I got the job after about eight months. And then, then the, the whole thing started moving. I only got to Moscow my last uh, 13 years out there. I was there for just over 20, so that was the last step. But it was so, a great step. Moscow was amazing.
2: So you still have ties.
0: So what years were that, in, what year
1: did you hit Moscow? What was the year, what time did you um, I
0: got, uh, in 2001, in the summer of 2001, I had opened up in a, an investment bank with a group of guys in Kiev. Yeah. And my best friend stole it from me. So wow. I ended up kind of losing everything. Whatever happened to him? Uh, he owns the number one investment bank in Ukraine right now. Have you gotten even? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I moved on. I don't want to hold on to all this anger because I think that's bad for you. Smart. So I, I've trying. let it go. I've let it go. I, I'm going to the rest of my life. Getting
2: I know. In. You're very vengeful, but it's going to eat you alive.
0: Well, Tazik got me yet. <laughs>
2: It's because you're a special fella. I know. Well,.
0: No. 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 Well, basically, when that happened, I was kind of crushed, and I lost a lot of the stuff I had made up until then. So I came home to America just to kind of regroup. It had been a while, and uh, then 9-11 happened. I don't know if you guys remember, Putin was pretty young when 9-11 happened. Russia was still on the Yeltsinism course. Yeah, in 2001 was Yeltsin, right? No, no, he resigned at the turn of the century. So uh, he resigned on New Year's Day 2000. But Putin was still a Yeltsinite back then, so the country was still going under Yeltsin's... direction that he wanted it to go. And right after 9-11, Putin was the first leader to call America and George Bush and say, let's work together. This is a global problem. And when that happened, the Russian market started skyrocketing. And since I had already lived by that time in Czech Republic, Ukraine, and I was in Warsaw for about a year, I was in Budapest, uh, then I went back to Kiev to open that bank. The only way for me to get back to Eastern Europe would be to go to Moscow. So when I saw Putin was making these overtures and it really looked like Russia was going to take a big step forward to integrate into the West, I called a few of my old clients and friends who were active there and they said, you've got to get out here. This is the time you should go to Moscow. So I flew out there in late 2001, after September 11th, uh, basically in November uh, in 2001. Um, And I'm actually really happy I was in America to experience September 11th. It was such a historical tragedy and it was good to be on the ground for it in a lot of ways. Um, But I got a job in Moscow in that November and uh, I moved out there in December, started working in January 2002 and then left there in late 2014. So it it was a big run, it was a big run.
2: And you came straight back
0: to Chicago. No, no, I stopped in New York. I always wanted to live in Manhattan. So I thought a good way to acclimate back to the States after 20 years out would be to live in the, the village. So I lived in the West Village for a short time, moved to the East Village, and had a good run of well, it.
1: Well, wh- wh- when did you uh, buy or put together your uh,
0: Prague bookstore? Hang on a second.
2: Yeah, so so hang on. <coughs> so after how long were you in New York then?
0: Uh, 18 months. I was supposed okay. to be there for two years, but... When Putin invaded Ukraine, I flew back to Moscow. I thought I was going to kind of be halfway in and halfway out for a while, kind of playing both sides. Uh, but when that happened, I, I basically said, I got to get back to Russia and live there full time to sell everything, liquidate all my assets and get out as fast as I could, because I realized it was not an economic crisis. Even though that was a symptom of what was happening, the economy blew up and the, the, the ruble devalued dramatically, uh, but I realized it wasn't an economic crisis like the crisis we had seen in 20, 2008 or in 1998. This was a political crisis, and it wasn't going to get better. So I went back there in uh, January, basically, and didn't leave until well, on and off, but mostly there uh, until about November. I think I got out of the end of October of the year, but it took me that long to get out of everything. It was It was, it was so, brutal, brutal. So
2: do you still have any connections to Russia?
0: I have a love for Russian people, but uh, not for their government. Well, Uh, you have a child? My child's in Ukraine, um, but I do not uh, have any assets that would tie me to Russia anymore. I, I liquidated everything.
2: Okay, so no more Russia. However, you do have very strong ties to Prague.
0: Yeah, well, Prague was the one that got my foot in the door of Eastern Europe. And, uh, and
2: so um, tell us a little bit about what you have going on in Prague right now and what you have been had going on for a while now.
0: Yeah, well, um, it's actually a good timing because I'm about to leave to go to Prague in a few days. Um, when I lived in, 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 in Prague in 1995 and 1996, before I had any money, there was this bookstore there, Coffee Shop American type of cafe, uh, called The Globe Bookstore and Cafe. It was the first of its kind. It was an English language bookstore. It was also kind of a a meeting spot for artists, writers. We had a lot of writers out there at the time, a lot of expats living there. And uh, I would hang out there a lot. And I would write in my journal. I'd write short stories. I'd play chess. Um, And then many years went by. And as I lived in Eastern Europe, more Eastern Europe and Ukraine and Warsaw and Budapest, I didn't get back to Prague so much. I used to go once a year. Then it was even less. And then I was in Moscow one weekend. We were playing American softball. They had a great softball league out there. And uh, after one of the games, one of the guys came up to me and said, hey, we heard there's a tur- softball tournament in Prague coming up. Want to play? We're trying to get a team of good players to go out. And I said, Prague, that's my baby. Of course I'll go. So we flew out and played in this tournament. We won every game except the last game, so we came in second. But at the end of it, they had this little goodie bag. And one of, in the goodie bag was a Prague post, the English-language newspaper. And the cover story of that was the Globe bookstore is going out of business after 13 years or something like that. So um, so I was reading that on the Tupolev flying back to Russia, and I said, wow, this is interesting. I didn't take the gang that I was showing the town to the Globe because we were really going out drinking and playing softball every day. But uh, the last paragraph of that article said the owner wants to keep with the Globe so badly that he'll sell the business for basically the value of the inventory. So that kind of got me thinking. And I was about to buy a car in Moscow. I never had a car when I lived out there. And the, I flew back, I called the guy up, I flew back out to Prague a week or two later, we talked about price. The price was roughly the, the, the price of the car I was going to buy, so I said, what do I want to own a bookstore that I love, or a car that I probably don't even need, so I ended up buying the bookstore. I thought, how much can I lose? Uh, but I lost a ton on it. It was it was a really it was a real disaster. So, <laughs> never buy a business. But you still have it. You, you yeah. Never buy a business that you don't plan on working at daily and being in the same country no, that's, 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 Especially a cash business because this is a bookstore, but it's also a bar. It's it's a 130-year-old architecturally significant building. No, you we broke every rule. You broke every rule of.
2: Okay, so uh, that's entrepreneurship. A, but I, that, I think that's he saved a historic bookstore. That's awesome. Yeah, and,
0: and now we're going this this July July 14th. If anybody. Is going to Prague. Uh, we're having our 25th anniversary, which is a real milestone for any business, especially one that started in 1993 Prague, right after the Velvet Revolution. So. And you're, uh, you're and you're
2: doing new things at the place. You're like having these author events, and um, yeah, I'm
0: trying to get the genius out to do a reading. Uh, well, I hope he takes yeah, me yeah, up on and, it and sometime. Well,
1: yeah, you're going back there Thursday too, right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Ma- Mike has just consumed his 15th year. <laughs> It's it's quite, and he does it,
0: um, he, he's he amazing. Like, he
2: does pound them. He Some, pounds them good.
1: Yeah, so he pounds
0: them good. And somebody says ukraine Mike has a tendency to slam fears Well, you're kind of a
2: <laughs> junior. not wrong.
0: He's kind of a junior Jim Tui. <laughs> Hey, that's a compliment in my book. Oh hell, so. when
1: you're 83 and you step out, and you—that's a compliment. <laughs> I mean, the, he's the gold standard right now of uh, alehouse alcoholics. <laughs> yeah. Jim
2: Tui is. Oh hell, really? 80,
1: 83 years old, and he gets—he comes yeah, in there and slams 10, 20 bar yeah, beers in an I hour. We are
0: tall boys too, so he's even drinking more beers for—for for beer. Yeah,
1: hell but yeah. basically
0: the bookstore is great, and we can move on. But it was uh, a. Yeah, Alright, re- so if we, you guys we, are we, ever we out. reinvented it. We have great food. It's great Amer- American. Uh, Oh, we have food in the
2: bookstore.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we have everything. It's uh,
2: American food too.
0: We have the best brunch in Prague. Uh, we have the best English language book selection in Prague. You didn't know this um, stuff. We do quiz um, nights, uh, movies. Well, maybe we pay band, attention. Karaoke. Pay attention. Well, maybe we need to do one of your little pub crawls
1: over to Prague. I told her right. to do one. Hang
2: on. Oh, okay. So yeah, for those of you that didn't know, I do I do a lot of um, drinking and learning experiences to different countries as well. Yeah. And uh, I actually designed one through Austria, and we ended in Munich for Oktoberfest, but I was actually, the Austria trip was very, very well received, so I was thinking of revamping it a little bit and doing Austria and including Prague and part of the Czech Republic.
0: Well, I don't know if you need Austria in there. But, I don't uh, either. The I Prague, Prague is a beer country. Uh, uh, Czech Republic is a beer country. And, are, and what's happened over the last n- five years in Prague...
2: No, Austria is badass. Pub, pub How Prague. about
1: Budapest and
0: Prague? That's great. Uh, the, the, you know, I, I'm telling you, uh, Pub Crawl's the the beer connoisseur of this table, I'm sure of that. But in the last five to seven years or so in Prague, uh, it's throughout Czech Republic, I should say, uh, craft beer and brewing has taken a huge... Yeah upswing. Um, you know, it used to be just the main breweries. There's so many little breweries doing different things now. Yeah, it's, you can, really that's, that's it's really dynamic. That's really exciting. That's
2: actually happening all over the world. Like, in Italy. In Italy of all places, right? You wouldn't think. But there are little craft breweries everywhere. In, in Asia, there are well, little craft but, yeah, breweries probably well, The Czech
0: Republic up. is the beer drinking capital of the world, so... Uh, in um, terms yeah, of a weekend, consumption. A
2: weekend probably be cool.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. That'd be fun. Good. Well,
2: Beautiful. I'll think about what I want to design. Fuck Austria. She's awesome. I'll think about what I want to design, but I think the point is that maybe we, you and I at least, should plan a trip to go to Prague and hang out at the Globe.
0: You can do a podcast from the Globe.
2: Jordan, pack your bags. (laughs) We didn't say hi to Jordan today. Hi, Jordan, our executive producer. Jordan's
0: looking great. He's wearing
1: a um, tuna grande double pale ale t-shirt
2: it's a, it's it's a nice. beer t-shirt
1: yeah I know but I like the colors it's cool And a child and, 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 and Jordan has like uh, beyond shoulder length hair too I mean he's very kind of it's got a whole look going on which I kind of uh, impressed with
2: yeah he's a, he's a handsome fella he's
1: a very handsome fella
2: um we, I just wanted to but say he's got a girlfriend, by the does, way. He does. He does. I wanted I, to just say you know, that
1: any guy might stray with the right fraud, so
2: Oh God! Only you.
1: Oh, I'm the only guy in the world that ever fucked around. The president of the United States fucks okay. every little chambermaid that crawls out I understand. Out Everyone,
2: of yeah, okay, but yeah. Jordan's an upstanding citizen. Oh,
1: okay. All men are. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, I just wanted to make sure we acknowledged him because I don't want him to think that we're taking him for granted.
1: Oh. Cool. <laughs> we. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would be the day. We you would be so screwed. We have Yeah, we so have no Jordan backup. Your we have no backup plan whatsoever. Ruth's looking. Ruth, Ruth, Ruth is, the is studying, but um, uh, this, uh, there's a lot of wires here.
2: <laughs> oh, no, there's a lot that goes on.
1: Yeah. Well, Except
2: remember that one time Ukraine Mike was like, what's taking so long on this podcast? Why don't you just hit record on your iPhone?
0: Hey, I think I was right. I talked to Jordan about it. He said, that's the best way to start it. He says, <laughs> do it on the iPhone for a few. We're
1: professionals here. <laughs> Mike Mike comes up with a lot of really fucked up
0: ideas. Jordan's already told me this is the best podcast he's ever, ever produced, so I'm, I'm getting excited about it. Now, you know?
2: Mike, let's get back to this uh, fact that you're somewhat of a controversial figure at the Old Town Ale House.
0: A polarizing figure. Yeah, unjustified, I think, but yes, yes. <laughs>
2: So, yeah. I mean,
0: uh, I don't know why. It's the, well, here, let me give you the perfect example. It's the first example. bar in the world that he I've ever He wanted
1: lived. me to remove Roger Ebert's portrait and put his in that place, <laughs> That's what you
0: call a polarizing <laughs> figure. I just thought it was a better location for me, yeah. and Ro- Roger would re- appreciate putting the young I'm, talent I'm, I'm sure You're Roger a special would. fella,
2: too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh no, no, yeah, my! I did not know that.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, and beca- <laughs> and by the
1: way, he is special because when he went to New Trier High School, he got to ride the short bus
0: and wear a helmet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wore a helmet all day, every day. Everybody was beating me up, you know.
2: <laughs> so, um, so no, there, okay, there's a lot talk, of uh, uh, unwarranted
0: yeah. animosity toward me. In this. I think second. so. I agree let's, with that.
2: I let's talk about what what what. Has actually has happened. Was a delusion. Just
0: let me interject for one second. When I read uh, the portrait of a genius, you know, and I, I, I've read these books closely multiple times, some of them. He studied uh, them. I see a lot of weird, and I don't mean to toot any horns here. Or I see a lot of parallels between me and Bruce. Bruce wasn't yeah. well liked in this bar when he was a oh, kid. No,
1: people were constantly uh, saying vicious, horrible things about, me. and get this, they were constantly uh, punching me.
0: Well, I'm not getting punched yet, but no. uh, that's well, probably no, coming after this podcast. No, yeah, no, sure no, you,
1: you, you have a, <laughs> <laughs> these are big shoes I do. I fill, do remember you
0: know. after Pub Crawl's beautiful rendition of a joke I had made one night, there was some comments on the blog that said, somebody should punch that guy. Why is he still on this blog? Well, there's you a know? lot of more
1: yeah, on yeah, 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 So. But no, I, I agree. He's kind of, and, and let me just give, let me let me explain something to And I think Liz You have a hard time Kind of grasping this too
2: Okay Oh yeah
1: When I was a young guy When I was in my early 20s I walked into this bar There were Absolutely A gazillion Amazing characters Vicious Cruel But Interesting That's life Fascinating That's the world Yeah No No, no, Most of the world Most of the world Is filled with boring people Yes There's a big difference you can have all the negative qualities of the world And be boring But these were interesting people They were smart, clever, witty I loved it And I learned from it Now, what? Ha- unfortunately with bar people They die
2: <laughs> Again, that's life They die that's, that's That life. is life <laughs> But <laughs> we'll die.
1: even more unfortunately These, when you look at who's walking into the fucking door now They're boring they're not characters. They're not interesting. Once in a while a Ukraine mic walks in. Yeah, okay, people hate him. He's controversial. <laughs> I don't I
2: wouldn't say they hate him. But he's interesting. He's interesting. A, why 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 is he controversial? Why do some people not care for him? Because it, all right. Let's talk about let's, some of this let's stuff. Let's be Because this is I think a time for all us right. to ask I, I know. You why I ask
1: was. your question, I'll answer <clears throat> okay. it.
2: Because he's on the
1: spectrum. He has social issues. I don't have a problem
2: with that. What do you mean he has no, social that's issues? Not it. That's not he it. says
1: inappropriate things to people constantly. And uh, destructive things. It's, it's a form of uh,
0: Asperger's. Uh, I disagree with that. No. Uh, okay,
2: so why do you think that would be ish- people have issues oh, with you? I, I, do,
0: I do agree that I'm very straightforward with people. I, I don't fuck, fuck around. I say what's on my mind. Um But I'm not saying it in a bad way. I'm not going out of my way to be rude to anybody. And I think that's also something that came from my time of living in Eastern Europe. You know, when you speak Russian, it's a very direct language. And I think as I acclimated back to the States, maybe I was a little too forthright in how I presented myself. And I'm trying to learn that. But I think the main reason here and I might be wrong but I'd like to hear Bruce's opinion on it but uh, I think there's a lot of jealousy I think I came there in is. the first day I met no Bruce question about it. the first night I met Bruce we hit it off and like as I said trying to say earlier you know, we're kind of like kindred spirits in a lot of ways so we hit it off really well and I think people saw that we were hitting off one person who's in the group of people that really doesn't like me even said to me after like the first month of hanging out he was like Mike, I can't believe how close you got to Bruce and the regulars so fast. Nobody gets that close. I said, oh, you know, well, I'm here every day, so that kind of probably helped. It's like, no, no, I mean, nobody gets it. And the person was really kind of and you got they said it, it in
2: a pissy way. Yeah,
0: and, yeah. And you got by, your portrait up really and quick. Then, and then, and then, I know and somebody who's
1: really. Right.
2: Okay. So, so that. let me rebuttal. And, then, and real then, quick.
0: Then Bruce put my photo, my my portrait on the wall. I didn't even ask him. It was a so surprise. I'm honored. Totally honored. I will and, uh, say that. A. But I think that pissed people off. I will
2: say that. A. I think you're absolutely right in that because you have that Russian sort of cultural connection, um, and 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 people are very direct in different cultures. I think you're absolutely right because having um, been myself in Mexican or different Spanish or different Italian sort of circles, there's a very different approach to just being direct or indirect. We do a lot of dancing around, right, in American culture, and I think that being that forward with someone, just saying how it is or how you feel, is not something that we're very comfortable with as Americans. So I think you're totally right there. Two, or B. Um I, you know what? I don't know. I don't know who said that to you, and I don't know what the deal was. But I will say, I will say that, from someone who's been coming here for a while, and seeing people come and go, I think that a lot of feathers were ruffled at the speediness at to which Mike's portrait went up,
1: which was quite intentional. (laughs) <laughs> she just doesn't do He's things frivolously. A button
2: pusher. A button pusher. Yeah. Hey, I'm like, you it. gotta, you kind of have to like pay your dues, you know. I, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and no. beers that need to you happen know, you, around you here. Or, you know what you, you, know, pay your you dues have to be. You
1: have to be a character. Now, okay. You know.
2: I'm just telling you what I know, what I've heard, and things. You,
1: you know, Mike. You think of, Mike's a little controversial, but the counselor, my God, he was absolutely. Batshit crazy. Who's a counselor? Well, we can't go. I mean, uh, legal. He, he's a lawyer, so we. I know. I got to be careful. But he. Since um, when do you care about that but, shit? Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you. He was really interesting. Yeah, he was kind of batshit crazy, but in, in, every bit as controversial as Mike. But he was a genuine, authentic character, and I appreciate that. I mean, Street Jimmy's not loved. I wait, was,
2: wait, wait! You're going all over the place. The councilor. I'm got, talking about. I'm hang talking on. about character. Yeah. Okay. So the counselor came here for like what? Three weeks, and his picture went up. No, no, he was here for longer than that. Okay, but what's the? What was the controversy behind this guy? No one liked him. Yeah. Okay, and you're saying Street Jimmy's the same thing. Well, I mean, well, Jimmy's
1: not Street loved. Jimmy He's else. not universally loved.
0: No, also, there, I wrote this blog about it. And it's on Bruce's blog and on my blog. It's called Millennial Corruption of the Last Bar Standing. and It's about this group. The people who are against me in this bar are usually the people that haven't been here a while. Street Jimmy, the counselor, anybody who is here for a while, they already kind of got under the umbrella. You know, I wasn't under an umbrella. I was one of the last guys to start showing up here regularly. So I just think people kind of thought they are you know, the millennials, I have this issue, they all kind of feel entitled to something. And I think some of them here feel entitled to the bar and the bar, the way it was after Ruben and all these other huge names and huge shoes that, that were here uh,
1: passed I, I away. Agree
0: with you. So when I showed up after that, they kind of had their own little click going on. And, you know, most of those millennials are the ones that are on the team against poor Ukraine, Mike. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I do. I yeah, do. poor Ukraine. I do. You know, I,
0: do, you know, um, I bring the blog up to a hundred thousand hits. I get oh kicked my, off. Oh I get oh a portrait on the wall. People hate me. You know, it's just the way it goes. But you know what? Oh I, God, I like, despite what see, Bruce said at the beginning of this, I can take a hit. That's and the perfect I, I still example in, of what you know? he
2: just said. That's the perfect well, that's, example. That, that, that's
0: a classic Ukraine. My guilt trip. You know.
2: No, I, but that's I, the per- what you just said is a perfect example. I think of why you ruffle feathers. It's like here I did this. I brought the blog up to a hundred thousand hits.
0: <laughs> but that's completely facetious. Of
2: course. Right, but, but see, that's, that's what a, makes you a character. But people don't. You say that, and people don't know if you're kidding or if you're being totally I know. just like a, I know. a yeah, cocky son of a the bitch. The only person
0: that needs to know is Bruce, and he laughs yeah, at
2: it. I know. So. I,
0: you got to have a sense of humor. Hey, then. look,
2: you just I'm just trying to have a sense of humor. I'm trying to Absolutely. define this for the masses who don't know what the dynamics of the We're this never going to get through. The masses, like-
1: the masses are assholes.
0: The masses need to come down and hang out.
2: The masses are listening. Don't call them assholes. I'm sorry.
1: If you're not sophisticated, you don't have a sense of humor. You're an asshole. <laughs>
0: you're you know, that's another thing that I think is interesting is the people who are against me in this bar and the people who like me. and The people who like me are intelligent, smart. Old timers and I like them, you know? I'm not old. No, but you're intelligent. You oh,
2: know, thanks. So. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um Pubs. and I like the Cubs.
0: Me too. Me too. We're all Cubs fans here. Except for except that for idiot. Oh, yeah. Except oh, for that yeah. idiot across yeah, the we're, way. we're gonna hang out we're gonna hang the W oh, in this bar. I yeah. I
2: really want, I really well, after the Cubs won the World Series, I really wanted to come in here to the bar early and hang out with like Cubs shit everywhere and the W and just like have, watch him walk in the door. But then I was afraid that poor fellow was going to have a heart attack, and I didn't want that to happen.
1: You know, I, I'm, I'm such a Cub fan that I had a W tattooed on each one of my ass cheeks. And when I bend over, it spells wow. And when I stand on my head, it spells mom. That's what kind of Cub fan I am. And
0: that was when you were in the California prison that happened, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I was reaching out to my Chicago roots.
2: Oh See, I my. bet you you have
1: two <laughs> W's on your ass cheeks. You
2: know what? I do not have two no. W's on my ass cheeks. That's, that's wow. For sure.
1: Wow, and mom.
0: I'd rather have two W's. On my mom my ass was my mom was of actually torture. offended
1: when I showed her my tattoos.
2: Gross. <laughs> um, yeah, hey, mom, anyway. look what I
0: did for you. Yeah. <laughs> and you stand on your head and drop your pants. Yeah. Sounds good.
2: So yeah, I think I think that um, a lot of people feel like you infiltrated. Uh, a little too See, quickly. that's a
0: real negative word infiltrating.
2: I'm trying no, you know what's to what's the, negative the word?
1: A lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people. That's Donald Trump talk. I'm
2: just trying to yes. paint the yes. picture. That's President Pissy Face. Hey.
1: A lot of people are saying.
2: Don't don't get down on the messenger. I'm just trying to paint the picture. Yes,
0: yes, yes, President Pissyface. Yeah. You know, I think the good news is the camps are, the lines are drawn, and I don't see the, <laughs> the, the anti Ukraine micers growing. I think it's just this group, but it's, most of them work here, which is shocking. You know, that's the sad thing. But.
1: I can relate to all this because, <clears throat> yeah, where I when worry. I came back to Chicago, you could not believe how
0: hated I was.
2: I can believe
1: it. Yeah.
0: Well, you yeah, you probably should. <laughs> no, you know, I've been a bar rat my whole life, and uh, this is every... this is the hardest bar to be a regular <laughs> and I've ever. Well, that's true. I, I- mean, I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I hang out at other bars in Chicago, and when I go in there, it's like people are so happy to see me and friendly, and I bring friends to them, and then they come in here and yeah, they but those see are this. gay bars, not here. No, No, not yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's a
2: short. Yeah. Oh, here price. comes mic. <laughs> <green> mic.
0: <Mike>. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hi, Ukraine, Mike. Yeah. How are you tonight? Well, you know, one guy there told me to get some but W's cub on fin. my ass.
1: So. He's a fellow Cub fan. <laughs> We're up in Boystown, well, where the Cubs, where the Cubs play.
0: So it's 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 worth it's worth taking the crap for because the bar is so great.
2: That's really interesting that you say that this is the hardest bar to ever be a regular at.
0: Uh, in my life it was the it's the most no, uh, I, headwinded No, it's it.
2: just it gives it gives. I'm thinking about that and I, it, you know, trying to just get some perspective on it. I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a tough one. You know, I even I, I even met somebody. Well, in you here. have a
1: perso- I mean, your personality is that you know, Cali-feely. only in this bar,
0: only in this bar. Oh, I mean, how me. do
2: you feel about the fact that there's Lloyd the Duck is here because of you?
0: I love Lloyd, he's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know he's there because of me because Grasshopper likes him too and we almost let him walk out no, the door and Grasshopper no, he, stopped he, it, Which got me it. in trouble again.
1: Here you know, let me let me explain the history of Lloyd and Ukraine Mike. Ukraine Mike because after now he's right about I'd say a number twenty one beer.
0: <laughs> this is just a show. Hey, this is you, just said a show free, you said free drinks during the podcast. I'm getting my fill, yeah, man. Yeah, this is the first are. time I've he's gotten gonna, a free he's drink. He's going to ask for a island. shot of yeah. lord in a yeah. minute. Uh, Bring over a bottle
2: on ice.
1: Uh, yes, uh, rock and roll. was <laughs> <laughs> trying to catch her breath from running back and forth.
2: Yeah, but, I've never seen Ruth have to move so much in but, my life.
0: Hey, I told you guys we're, g- we're going to have a great two-hour podcast tonight. <laughs> this is going well. <laughs> <laughs> now
1: I forgot what I was going to say. What you avoid the duck. Come on, focus. Okay. Uh, The reason is because uh, Ukraine Mike is on the spectrum, and after he has about 15, 20 beers, you know, he he needs guidance. (laughs) And... um, So, Goloid the Duck is kind of a surrogate surrogate guidance counselor. A guy named Marshall Field brought him in one night, tried to sell him. I said, Who the fuck wants a a goddamn midget duck? By the
2: way, pause.
0: I would have bought it.
2: I always like to give people insider information if they don't know. Marshall Field is a guy who comes in and he always has something for sale. That's why we call him Marshall Field. Okay, so Marshall so it, Field comes in
0: with the it duck. Uh, it's a historic Chicago region. So we put
2: right.
1: duck up near the falcon, the famous Maltese fa- falcon, which we have right near the urns of the previous owners. And I told the bartenders when Ukraine Mike misbehaves and he the spectrum is going kind of going crazy.
0: Come on. First of all, I don't misbehave. Uh, right. <laughs> old when, old I, old. I
1: said when he misbehaves and denies misbehaving, have Lloyd give him a little talk to. Him. So when Ukraine Mike says inappropriate things, and maybe it's time for him to go home and go baby bye, they say, Mike, Lloyd says it's maybe time. This is your last beer, and maybe you should <laughs> go home after you finish this beer. And we have a wonderful arrangement now.
2: So has Lloyd told you that you have to go home recently?
0: No, no, no. Oh no, I, You know you got to realize a lot of the issues are manufactured, you know? a lot of the problems are coming from the same group of people, and they're they believe they're in hyperbole. You no,
1: you're you're right. They're jealous.
0: Yeah, but you know, there, even the I mean, I don't want to name names and then and go into backstories, but you know, even the issues that got me in trouble with the management here, and that's Bruce and and, and Tobin. Uh, a lot of that stuff didn't happen. Okay. Or it was way blown out of proportion. Do you
2: think they're going to be sad or upset? Not sad, upset that, the, that you're a guest on our podcast?
0: Um, you know, I really don't care what they... I, I, we've drawn the lines in I think sand. Lloyd
1: won't mind No, one Lloyd's did. okay with it. I, Lloyd's I, I, absolutely I did tell fine. Lloyd
0: that he could yeah. sit at the table with us for Lloyd, the next Whoa. one. So.
1: Lloyd oh. gave no okay. a no-gay. He's a regular at this thing. And um, I think that... Um, yeah. I think that ever since Lloyd kind of took over and said, I can deal with the spectrum... Uh, I think things have been much smoother.
2: I think for this podcast, we should take a picture of Mike with Lloyd and uh, post that. Can we post pictures in the little thingy, in the little info box? You can. Oh, okay. Maybe we'll do that.
0: Yeah, let's see how it
2: goes. <laughs> After the shot, a few shots of my lord. He'll say yes. Hell, he might take Lloyd home tonight.
0: Well, I've been trying to get Lloyd off his well, perch for a now. While, I think so. we
1: should. I think we should. Uh, Ukraine Mike is now very much involved in Chicago and he's very much involved in Chicago real estate he's uh, he's very talented when it comes to um, you know (coughs) I mean mean, he's a very talented entrepreneur and um, he's doing quite well Um, he's quite a successful uh, real estate uh, developer right now correct Investor more, more than that. Oh, I mean, all right, investor.
2: So he's an entrepreneur in Chicago, entrepreneur in Prague.
0: Yeah.
2: Anything well, else? I'm kind say?
0: of a serial entrepreneur. But he's uh, also, his, his
1: dream, of course, is but to I, be I'm a, a writer. He's now, a writer. More than, more he's, he's, he's
0: been working on How's a novel. How's that novel going? Uh, You know, it's kind of strange. Maybe Bruce can come in with some of this. Uh, I finished the novel about a year and a half ago in in terms of first draft. Uh, And then I I knew some spots needed some work and I needed to tighten some stuff up. So I gave it a quick edit, re-edit, and then I put it aside for like a year. And I'm having a hard time starting with it again, I, and I don't know why. I mean, writer's block. But I'm, no, it's not writer's block, because I, I just want to finish it and go to the
1: next he had one. he writer's now, block, so he couldn't write blogs, so yeah. that's not really... Well, no, not,
2: because, not because so those are it, two different things.
0: I'm going to get through the end of it uh, and no, just give it one last... More, I think I just, writing's writing.
2: I think I've just been on, it for, I've been on
0: it for too long, so i got to finish it up and i, gotta it up. I got to get Take a year off. I got four now. I just took a year off, so I'm going <laughs> to go back to this one, finish it, get it published, and I'm going to start my second novel, so...
1: Getting it published might not be quite as easy as you think. Well, you're going to help me with
2: that. Self-publish.
1: Oh, I'm toxic. <laughs> I, I could tell you
0: what not to do. That's it. hilarious. I did, I did talk, he's going to help you no, with I publishing?
2: Talk, I do all this fucking publishing. You know, I, got,
0: I got a few people who, who I, I, I can pull in some uh, favors to at least oh. get some connections. So we'll see. I, you know, I, I, I look forward to that side of it all. I think it's going to be fun to go and try to sell the novel to a literary agency or a publisher because... It's something I've never done before, and I really like doing these types of meetings and new things. So, will you use your real name
2: or a pen name? No,
0: nope, it's all my
1: name. Please. And
0: now, is this kind of semi-autobiographical, or mm-hmm. what would you, how would you describe it? Uh, it's definitely inspired from my life, but uh, it is fictionalized. Uh, I've taken some stories and some ideas I've had that are fiction or happened to other people, and made it, made the protagonist kind of incorporate these things. But it's it's a great coming-of-age novel. Uh, main thing is it's like a young American in his mid-twenties who wants to live a creative life he ends up uh being sick and tired of being economically challenged to pay the rent and everything else, so he ends up selling out his creative soul to take a job at an investment bank, Ooh. and they send him to Ukraine in the mid '90s, which happened to me. And, Sounds uh, a
1: little autobiographical. Yeah, me. Oh, it definitely
0: is, and uh, but like it's a real slippery slope. So and you start is, selling yourself out. Is, is you start much, selling everything out. Is there you know? much
1: sex in it? Uh, oh, yeah, there
0: is, because there was a cultural sexual revolution going on in Ukraine back yeah. then. Yeah, it was a oh. fascinating. Fascinating thing to So, build.
1: explicit sex, we can look forward to? Uh, it's just, it's tasteful, explicit. By the
2: way, sex happens again, life. Yeah. yeah. People yeah. always want to have sex.
1: Yeah, they do, but. Um, not too many people are really that great at describing it. A lot of people don't yeah. lack, lack
0: my talent for that. Well, now, I'm
2: curious. You, you to gotta, there was a cult- read his words. You
0: know, there was a cultural revolution happening, and, and this is the the main thing about it. You know, uh, during the Soviet Union, people had nothing, and they had very little economic mobility. The one thing they had was love, sex, and that's what they could give away uh, to people that they chose to. That was their main commodity. So when the when liberal liberal politics Yeltsin came, the whole thing fell apart. This the whole culture was so relieved, you know, to be out of this repressive thing that um, it became a real sexual cultural revolution. That was just a part of expressing themselves openly for the first time in hundreds of years. You know, one of the things I miss most in about living in Eastern Europe. Uh, when I say Eastern Europe Slavs, I'm talking mostly about Russians, Belarusians and Ukrainians. There is a line between them and say the Poles and uh, Czechoslovakians, Czechs and the Slovaks. Um, but what happened was when these people got out, you know, they, they, they realized that my grandparents and my parents have lived these really hard, bad lives. And they said tomorrow, who knows if Yeltsin's going to even live or if they're gonna, they always thought a coup might happen. So they kind of live in the moment and they still do this today under Putinism. And this is the one thing I really miss. Like, if you go out in Russia or Ukraine now, or Minsk, for example, uh, the people you meet, the girls you go out with, the guys, uh, they're living for that moment, that night. If they're in a good mood, they'll do anything. They're not going to think about the consequences for the next day. They're not going to think how it's going to look with their friends. They're living for right now to live the best life they can, because they have very little faith in the future, and they know what the past was. In America, most of us are living for tomorrow. You meet people here, and they're thinking, "How what are my friends going to say if i meet go out with this guy or if I do this tonight, if I stay out past midnight you know and and we push off our lives in America much more than we should because life is a very finite and fickle thing so
2: well, i don't i mean that's I, I think that's a, there's something to be said for all of that, but I don't know that if it, it's more like I think our living for tomorrow The way I see it Is more like I gotta work 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 And save all this money For what For what you know Years down the road At the same time I feel like A lot of that Is in the fact That we care so much About what other people think
0: Yeah It's also that Like you'll meet a girl And I'll meet a girl And uh, I can tell What's going in our mind This guy's a little older What my friend's gonna say This 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 And it you know, they're just always thinking What are people going to think? What's going to happen? You know, and you don't have that in Eastern Europe uh, uh, They're still not thinking that far ahead They're thinking for that moment By the and I and way, I miss that I miss By
2: that. the way, when you first started coming into the bar Your nickname was Russian Mike
0: It was, yeah, it was
2: And you had issue with it
0: no, I didn't. No, then no, so- no, no. The ex bartender had a little issue with it because he used to be known as Russian Mike. So he said to me one night, like, you know, I oh, used really? to be Russian Mike. I never heard that. Yeah, that's what Mike told me. And, uh, but I'm okay with Ukraine, Mike. Ukraine is a much more uh, a country I'm much more close you to. End be, end end rather be, would you rather
2: be Czech Mike? No, no. no. Prague Mike?
0: No,
1: no.
2: Globe well, Mike. Ukraine was He's the country Ukraine
1: that made Mike. it great. He's Ukraine Mike because I designated him Ukraine
0: Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: He says, you've been blessed by the genius. Oh, exactly. So there you go.
0: I'm okay with the name. Yeah. I like Ukraine was a, a, a very monumental country for me. It changed my whole life. Yeah, and,
1: it's, and anybody that knows me realizes that, uh, I mean, for instance, Hawkeye did not like when Ruben started naming, uh, nicknaming him Hawkeye because he never watches the door. <laughs> And uh, so he came up to me, and he said, you know, Hawkeye came up to me, Bill, and he said, Bruce, I really don't like that name. I said, well, <laughs> you realize now that it's yours. Sure. Had you not <laughs> liked the what you should have done, I said, boy, I love my nickname.
2: Which, by the way, he's the doorman, so the fact that he doesn't watch the door, that was his problem.
1: That was, like, Ruben, Ruben was very good with uh, nicknames.
2: Oh, Ruben. That's one dude we miss. Um... Well, that was a really good conversation. Thanks, Mike.
1: I think we can go another hour. Well, no. What we're going to do is we're certainly going to have Mike We've on when he gets back surface. from Europe. Yeah, when do you get back? We're going to hear... Uh, early August. We're going to uh, invite him on again and get a uh, what happened with uh, his five weeks in Europe. There's a whole bunch more we go to. We got, oh, a, we got a deep well here. Deep well. I,
0: I think we've got at least ten. He's got great, a lot
2: to say.
1: Ten great segments coming up here.
0: You know, I think life can be, uh, if you have something to say and you've had the experiences, uh, that's the most important thing about living your life and. Um yeah. Thank God I have had really great, interesting experiences. And I, see, now I wouldn't change anything. Maybe
1: people understand Except maybe
0: my Ale House entry. I wouldn't change anything else. Why the genius <laughs>
1: spots characters. <laughs> this is an authentic character. No, he may not be somebody you love. You might not want to cuddle him.
0: Well, some but, people might want to cuddle me. Well, sure, we do.
1: There's a Lloyd, very,
0: Lloyd cuddled me well, the first Well, no, there's a it.
1: very <laughs> famous, very attractive... Um, female director
2: All right all right let's not let's not reveal things come on i
1: bullshit I'll no, reveal anything no, I no, want. No 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 she's no no She's crazy about him
2: I think they just have fun Moving on
1: And by the way she paid him a great compliment Yeah she said you are
0: talking about the director of the Hurt Locker that I'm, uh, I'm talking no,
1: <laughs> no I'm not talking anything gay I'm, Oh my no. god
2: really really Bruce Yeah The director of the Hurt Locker was a woman
1: <laughs> Oh all right he said, uh, "You gotta
2: watch movies." Uh,
1: fuck, fuck that. Um, you only
0: won the best. Picture. No, I, wanna, I, I want,
1: I want to, I want to give the compliment. She said, "The trouble with a lot of these millennial guys that she has sex with, they watch too much porno, and that when they expect when you're, you know, you're banging a guy, they expect you to behave like a porn actress." She said, "Mike doesn't do that." Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a great compliment
0: I'm glad she's, she's sharing carnal information Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well
1: I, I think that's good too I, I feel I'm somebody I mean I like to have kind of, I like to have women Now that I'm you know I'm 78 I like to have women Look at me more like their priest Like their priest yeah Yeah. me can share why Because they can share things with me And they're, they're safe And I, I'm you know
2: I don't think Ruth feels that way
1: um, she doesn't really look at me more like a, a priest. No, I would say that. She doesn't. <laughs> no.
2: Uh, well,
0: I don't know about that story, but I'm all down with it. It sounds good. I know, about it.
2: You free I, Mike.
0: By the way, I have a lot more of those. Yeah, let's keep them going. I, I'm happy to sit no. around, man. Yeah, I, don't beer, to, I don't think you want. I don't think you
1: want to hear the sex stories.
2: Um, Ukraine, Mike.
0: Thinking. I want to hear that time you, the hemorrhoid started
1: bleeding. Oh <laughs> No, I, let me. Yeah, let me. Let me just fill everyone. No, no, in. No, that no, no. If you're going to finish Are it in, kidding? I get to say my side. Yeah, I think this goes on, to go. it, it oh, goes on. It goes on both sides. No, all right, so, I, all right, I, I guys... can I can sum this one up quickly. Ukraine, Mike has a tendency to so tell a good when he, joke from time after, to time after, in the first no, person. No joke. He gets very uh, self-revelatory <laughs> when he after that 20th year. So one day we're talking. And he was discuss- we were talking about sex, which we, uh, we do often, and with a group of guys. And Mike says that he was at some concert at Wrigley Field or Soldier Field, one of those places, outdoor concert. And it's, he'd been drinking, of course, and smoking a lot of weed. He's, he likes to smoke weed. <laughs> that's not true, that's not true. And, uh, come on, it's quite tell true. a
0: real story. This and is so, a- anyway, is- this, this is-
1: he was, he, met, he there was a broad, there was a tick, he, he met. He was, he was panic-stricken that maybe he wouldn't be able to perform. So what he did, a friend of him gave, gave him a Viagra and said it worked a lot this faster. This isn't even the story. It will, it will work a lot faster if you stick it up your ass. So he sticks a Viagra up his ass, and he starts hemorrhaging.
0: <laughs> I think that's a cute story.
2: Wait, I thought it was a hemorrhoid, not a hemorrhage.
0: No, no, he had a hemorrhage. No, okay. This whole story
2: is so butchered. This sure. asshole oh, okay. exploded
1: in blood. <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's your side of it?
1: Oh, that was it. Once I blogged it... No, no, okay, first of all. Once I blogged it, he said, like, Well, Oh, wait, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't see a fucking guy my, my ass.
0: Of course not. You know, you know That's unfortunately, the way this goes is that story was bantered around this bar a bit. You know, I... I, I I, I, back then, I was doing a lot more writing, and I, it, it was before the blog, so I had a lot more creative outlets going, and I was writing a stand-up comedy routine. That's where that story came from. <laughs> and, I, and I remember when Tim came in once, oh, he was really yeah. depressed, and Marky Mark and me were talking, and I said, Tim's pretty depressed. Oh, yeah, his girlfriend had an issue, broke up, something. said, I'm going to tell him this joke. Uh, let's see how it goes. That
1: was no and joke. And then I
0: told this joke, and Tim didn't like it. It was a little too disgusting for him. So then I tried it again another night with Hawkeye and of course it resonated with the Hawk. So that's how you heard about it. No, as Hawkeye no, told me. I heard you about it coming it.
1: out of your mouth. No 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 you didn't. You were bragging about hard. making sure your dick would get hard in this situation. Oh, no, the so joke's you stuck hilarious. a goddamn the joke, wire the, up the your joke ass. Works, you know? And I mean I never thought of that and nor do I ever <laughs> really look wanna have hemorrhaging coming out of my ass.
0: First of all, I don't even know if that's
2: See, medically true. Mike, Mike tries
0: to recreate history a lot. <laughs>
2: There's way yeah. too much talk about asses in this show. <laughs> but, oh,
0: please. Oh, come on. You sucked on somebody. I think somebody. you have one, too. <laughs>
2: no, I mean, you guys, like, that, whatever. Yeah. Um, Ukraine Mike, thanks for joining us tonight. It was a
0: pleasure. It was a pleasure. I uh,
2: appreciate you uh, spending some time with us. It's hey too short, And you know what? You I know? would like to invite any listeners, if you're ever around, uh, me, Bruce, Mike, Ruth, Jordan now we're always here so come and come and hang out come and grab a beer with us you know it's a no
0: gun zone
1: and and if you want to talk about asshole stories we'll talk about asshole
0: stories we're full of them yeah we're
2: full of them Um, so I would like to end this evening's show with a mailbag you good with that? Okay, mouse? before
0: you get into I love, that. I love mailbags. Uh, everybody, it was a pleasure. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. All right. And uh, I really appreciate no, it. Thank you.
1: You see where I'm going with my throat now? <laughs> yeah. I'm playing
0: LibertineReflections.blogspot.com. Yeah. Check out yeah. my stories. Thanks. Sure. Okay. Check them out. Okay. He's been
2: 86 now.
0: You can keep your headphones <laughs> on. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. I'm listening. Um, All right. Okay, bag. so I
2: would like to uh, finish up with mailbag. By the way, we want your comments, we want your questions, we want just to hear from you. You can contact us by sending me an email at com, Or find us on social media. Uh,
1: Better send stuff to you because I don't know how to train yeah. the transfer <laughs> shit.
2: so ridiculous. You don't know how to do anything. Uh, so send me an email or send me a tweet. Uh, my handle is at Liz Shy, C-H-I, or on Instagram or on Facebook, whatever. Um, but send us some stuff. But I got a lovely email. I want to read from uh, James Kirkpatrick. And I'm just going to read you what he says about the podcast. It says, Liz, having listened to the first six podcasts so far with you and Bruce, I think you two have struck gold. The podcast is a perfect companion piece to Bruce's blog. Bruce is as entertaining as he is on his blog, but you being able to stand toe-to-toe with him verbally and give him immediate I'm calling you out on, on your BS feedback makes for a very satisfying audio chemistry. You are the ice to his cheap beer. But in this analogy, that combination sounds better than what a Polish martini actually tastes like. I appreciate that insight, by the way, James. Uh, Bruce, don't change a thing, not that you ever would. I eagerly await the next podcast and hopefully many more after that. Cheers. James, former Chicagoan, now living in Portland, Oregon.
0: Who's Pub Crawl's cousin? <laughs> yeah. Well, J- uh, obviously I don't James, know James is a very,
2: very—he's a very—I
1: well, I m- maybe know my looks. He's obviously a very discerning fellow.
2: I'm glad we're out uh, on the west coast. People are listening to us on the northwest coast. Sure. Um, thanks, James, for that very kind. Um, and
1: if if you've got some unkind stuff, <laughs> so, uh, send them even in. better,
2: even better. But I will tell you, I have been receiving personal text messages from uh, friends. I have—I've been
1: receiving personal stuff too.
2: You won't get text messages, I know that, because you don't know how to text. Well, I. What have you been getting?
1: No, I get regular messages. You know, on my f- on Facebook, people send me personal messages.
2: Still fascinates me that you know how to navigate through Facebook, but you can't send a fucking text message.
1: Well, they're stupid. You do all this shit with your thumbs? I mean, it's bullshit. <laughs> I can't stand it.
2: God forbid we use our opposable thumbs. That's one of the things that makes us no, human. Stupid. Oh, brother. Um, anyway, uh, so I'm, I'm just going to say that the comments I've been receiving are. Really good. Like the feedback has been. People well, are, I mean, amazingly, people like hey, this thing.
1: they uh, smart, sophisticated people are drawn to us. I'm not surprised.
2: I mean, some, I, I mean, I've, we're I've,
1: in the oh, uh, an oasis. I've attracted some real we're assholes. An oasis but... in, in the great wasteland of, of American culture. So we're here.
2: Well, I hope we, we are
1: a life. We are a lifeline to people drowning
0: in this stupidity. Of American culture. But when Trump's president, they're looking for a voice of reason. You're it, Bruce. Oh, I have to agree.
2: <laughs> I feel like I've been attracting some... Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for, for those people in our lives. But I want to say thank you so far for all the uh, positive feedback. Uh, we're having a good time doing it. Absolutely. Um, we're excited to do more. We've got several guests uh, and, and in the I queue. To,
1: and I have to say that I am um, really impressed with how Pub Crawl Liz has arisen to the, I mean, you know, I mean, it was very intimidating coming on with me, and she has been able to handle it. And, I mean, uh, my kudos, kudos Thanks. to.
2: And I want to say I'm impressed by you.
1: Well, that's hardly a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: I'm impressed <clears> by <throat> you. This is, Mike is coughing, and this is, this is one of those him, things why didn't Mike I, didn't
1: I people the, don't like him. <laughs> Did they give him the throat single? Yeah, he got eighty
2: yeah. six. like ten minutes ago. Yeah. Anyway, so um, again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will have more of these in um, the hopper. Uh, we have more guests. We'll more do them every stuff. week. Yeah, we got yeah. a great lineup yeah, of it's guests. it's a weekly coming show. Up. It's a weekly show. Yeah. Um, but. Anyway, uh, thank you to our guest Ukraine Mike. Thank you to uh, Rock and Roll Ruth, our assistant producer, and thank you to Jordan, our executive uh-huh. producer. Without Jordan, we would be nothing.
1: Quadruple thank yous to Jordan.
2: Infinite, infinite.
1: Inf- yeah, infinite, infinite, infinity plus to one infinity to and Jordan. Beyond. Yeah. To Jordan, yeah. Um. Yeah.
2: And thank you Bruce By the way Bruce is wearing a t-shirt I got him for his birthday And I love it It says Fuck you Fuck you Fuck you Fuck you Have a nice day Yeah Uh, And it's comfortable too (laughs) It's soft I know I know you're very sensitive So You have sensitive skin So I wanted to make sure Yeah
1: it doesn't Chafe my nipples
2: Yeah That's actually what I thought about I'm I'm not kidding That's important I'm not kidding
1: Um,
2: Again Thanks everybody Uh, Say goodnight genius
1: Goodnight genius
2: We'll see you guys next time